in a world where Toku fans are easy and the wrong figure arts are released for retail. Three man children stand not quite shoulder to shoulder, with their trusty spray can at their side, united across timelines and space against the concealed, grimdark, 90s inspired hordes. Shuku and Shinobi, Dawson Rider, Jedi Maw, Aerosol. Their mission to bring you the latest Toku news in the craziest way possible. Riders, Rangers, and Rambles Season 4. If you don't listen to this show, you don't know anything about Tokusatsu. Hello, welcome to our Season 4, Episode 43. The Invest Station begins. I hate it. <laughs> you stole it. You took uh, my joke and you rubbed Toku gunk all over it or whatever we said later. <laughs> you got Toku all over my wall. <laughs> you got Toku on my couch. Bro. <laughs> Why did you do that to me? Oh, and it was old Toku too. That stuff never gets out. You're ruining my joke in the future. Ha! How does it feel? I made your joke better. Well, I didn't ruin it. I didn't get Toku on it. I just added to the Toku that was already in the joke. It was already had too much Toku. It was already had too much Toku. You wanted those double stuffed Oreos. Now you just got double stuffed pun. I didn't even got that. (laughs) (laughs) That's still one of my favorite lines. Uh. <laughs> I love how I I send you like three ideas for titles, and then you come up with your own, and then I just like add on to it. I still bogarted your uh, your only job. I couldn't remember if the investigation one was yours though, because I was so distracted by the Princess Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you, pretty much. Oh, man. I'm just still amazed by the fact that we got to go through the title in one take and there was no penis in the middle of it. You know what I mean. (laughs) So, it's that special time of day. Night, day, one-ups. Things. Um, still. (laughs) Anyway. What are you, um, geeking on, Nation? (laughs) The two absolute worst phrases join forces to make you more nauseated than possible. Uh, I still, I like, I don't get why that has to be a thing. But uh, I, I love being a dick and using nation, though. <laughs> Most people are assholes, John. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's gonna be me. <laughs> I already am a Ron Swanson April Tom hybrid, so I look pretty freaky. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, let's see. So what's up with me? Um, nothing. Move along. No. Um, I got my Ami Ami Noki box. Um, not a whole lot in there. There was a Tokyo Blaster and Odin, and I built him, and he's cool. Uh, the Peach Energy Lock Seed. Uh, cure you blue and cure you green, and then Mammoth Ranger, who fucked up my boxes. Stupid Mammoth Ranger. Stupid Goshi. He was supposed to be in Mega Ranger mentoring Mega Black a while ago. Where the hell? Seriously. <laughs> Hopefully that guy from Car Ranger shows up to give him the Delta Megazord. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Uh, when you think about it, early PR is really fucked up. <laughs> Don't forget King Ranger and the Cocker Ranger showing up in the Mega Ranger finale. <laughs> and whatever um, Blue Centurion was called in Car Ranger. 
Signal, Signal Man. Man. There we go. I like Blue Centurion better. <laughs> um, what else have I bought? I haven't bought a whole lot given the whole, you know, government coming after me thing. Um, Ryan's a man on the run. Oh, I got uh, um, the Tenkai Knights, uh, Light- Titan, Lydendor, and... Vilius. Yeah, that guy. He's like Vilgax, but with Legos. Um, I picked those up because they were on clearance at Walmart. Um, but other than that, I haven't bought anything else. Um, yeah, I got I downloaded Pokemon X for free. <laughs> I'm I think lazy. I, I think I might download just because it's free because I, I haven't registered anything. So I'm like, well, I already have the game twice, but what's the third time? <laughs> and I can have one file for each of the starters. So I, I'm probably going to run through that at some point. I'm still playing Bravely Default, though, so... It's currently just sitting on my system, but I'll, I'll get to it eventually. So that's cool. Laziness <laughs> paid off for once. I have all these games I need to finish before, like, Titanfall and Infamous come out, but I all I've been doing is, like, thinking about restarting a, an X and Y file, or making a new X and Y file, and then not doing it, but, like, that's the most, like, thought I've given anything. Like, what would my team be if I started with Fennekin? Yeah, I'm debating about trying to build a team or just running through it and figuring out what to Not do. even catching Pokemon, just running through the game. You're not going to stop me? Fuck you, I'm running through your gates. <laughs> <laughs> I can oh, go hey. really fast with rollerblades. The Dot Blaze instructions show that one dude. Bon? Um, the, the big... The guy that kind of... The big gray hair. I don't know what his name is. I, don't know, I have the kit too, but I don't even know what you're talking about. He was part of, um, Rushes, I think. Was it, like, Grey Wolf or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it was, like, Grey oh, yeah, okay. Wall or Wolf or something. He apparently works Dot Blaze in the game or something. Even yeah. though it says Team None, so I don't know. <laughs> team None? <laughs> Odin's team is Grrrr. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce this at all. All these pronunciations between that and the LBX. <laughs> Damn, all needs to get their shit together and get some normal names. D and then Team G. I don't know what's going on. This is how French people sound to me when they speak. They just sound like they're continuously hawking a loogie. Anyway, that's it. Been working on my displays and they're almost done. I think they're finally where I want them to be for the most part. Not happy about it, but. I'll deal with it, I guess. Okay, someone else talk. Okay, uh, let's see. What have I been up to and obsessing about? Um, there's a show called Breaking Bad. Um, I think I mentioned last week I was finishing it up, and I finished it over the weekend. And uh, like, I, I intended on finishing it over the weekend, but not as quick as I did. Like, I, I had a certain amount of episodes I wanted to space out, and then I ended up like binge watching it over a couple days. And it's so good. And now I'm one of those really annoying people that, like, can't stop talking about it and, like, working it into conversations. Like, it really is, like, amazing. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> Anytime. But it's so good. Uh, I might rewatch the pilot this weekend just because I want to see how it feels after knowing everything that happens. But, uh, yeah, I really love that show. Um, also been geeking on Arrow because the last episode was amazing. It was so good. Um, uh, let's see what else. Uh, I haven't really bought anything because I haven't had my like 
going out in <laughs> going out in public it sounds weird but like my like local toy hunting day that's like tomorrow but I'm not really looking for anything I just kind of aimlessly wander around when I don't have a goal um I still like with hope always check my Toys R Us once a week to see if they have Ben 10 stuff since I randomly found that that Omnitrix like five months ago so I'm like hoping one day I'll just go in there and the Galactic Monster shit will be there and I'll just like tear the whole display down and put it in a cart and rush to check out um You'll finally get your revenue back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I think that's about it, because I'm, I'm waiting for my uh, my Giga Up Revolver and Black Hero Eugen should be here in a couple of days, and I think my AC Greedon and stuff will be here tomorrow, finally, but, um, yeah, there hasn't really been other much up with me other than Breaking Bad. That's pretty much sucked, like, all the energy out of me. <laughs> uh, well, the most I've done... Uh, was over the past month, my brother and I have watched all of Avatar because I recently got all of the DVDs. Um, so I obviously I, I've watched it before, it was his first time watching it. Um, it was really fun because it's 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 interesting seeing someone else kind of react to the things you've already experienced. Like, uh-huh. He picked up right away with the cabbage guy. Um, <laughs> like about around the same, t- uh, the second time the cabbage guy showed up, my brother just under his breath, he's like, this poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, we were talking about it and he's like, it'd be funny if this was like a reoccurring bit <laughs> and I didn't say anything, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of fun, uh, watching it with someone who hasn't seen it before because you can kind of experience them experiencing it for the first time. Um, like living vicariously plus, through them. Just getting to see it again was uh, a lot of fun. I got to pick up on a lot of little things that I, I didn't catch right away um, the first time I watched it. and uh, I can safely say that after watching, uh, watching season one of Korra again, after watching the entirety of the original series... Um, it is in no way a bad series. It's remarkable. Um, I really love that show. <laughs> uh, that explains why uh, you were tweeting the other day about needing the season two DVDs of Korra. I assume there's a. It's just there's so much little stuff, and the, there's such a insane attention to detail that they just they just get it right. Like it's they get uh, they hit the nail on the head with it. It's great. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing. I ordered uh, a couple of like various manga, but uh, I only just ordered them, so I obviously don't have them. <laughs> so on to the news that we don't have. <laughs> what the hell was that? I don't know. <laughs> Brian lost it. This just in. Brian lost it. I feel like Brian's reaction uh, device in his brain. God damn it! <laughs> reaction. De- I was like, where's he going with this? Is it device? <laughs> the the part of the part of Brian's brain that you know dictates his reactions is like on the fritz or something. Because yeah, all of your reactions have been just these weird noises. <laughs> it's actually pretty normal. I am weird noises. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, this is, it's weird having a week without news because we've had like four straight weeks with like really solid news. But really, nothing's happened. I think JDF said yeah a couple times. Uh, that's about it. Well, we had news last week. We just weren't that excited for it. What was last week? Kachidoki arms. Oh. Power Rangers stuff. I don't know. I only half pay attention during the news segments, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> it's more than I pay attention during Mega Ranger lately. That's also part of all our joined one-ups. We're still watching Mega Ranger, with the term yeah. watching loosely defined. <laughs> well, we do actually talk about that a little bit in Ramble time. Look forward to that. It was a hell of a teaser, guys. We just did it. We got people to stay till the end of the show. There's no thing, such thing as fast-forwarding. Anyway, should we start talking about Toku shows now? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> All aboard! <laughs> Yay. Um. <laughs> That's the new intro from now on. Uh, uh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, gun time then. <laughs> uh, well, no, it's uh, it's Tokyuger episode three. I don't have a summary, so suck it. Um, suck it, Vice fans. <laughs> this was uh, Poor this was. Fans. They've been taking such abuse for a year now. Well, they're awful. So. This was all about Tokyo Gogo um, and her uh, just adventures in a coffin. <laughs> and the kids it, it, it was, I really, I really don't have much to say about it. It was an okay episode. Um, I like the fact that they're sort of slowly building clues toward to sort of piece together their uh, like where they're from, their hometown. Um, and I like that they just kind of showed like a little bit of like two different points of view of like her possibly wanting to just quit and find out where she was from. Whereas like Wright wanted to stay. I like that they had a little bit of that conflict instead of them just all deciding to do the one thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is like Sorry. a super awkward dinner conversation. We're all just sitting here <laughs> clearing our throats. <clears throat> well, uh, we should be getting home. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, I'm kind of leaning towards the theory of, uh, them just still being children and like their town was absorbed by darkness and now they've all, they're all of a sudden these manifestations of older people. I think it sound like they're really old, but that's what I'm leaning towards. We did get a little more towards that, that, uh, they are partially correct on the fact that their town was taken over, but, uh... Apparently, they had such strong imagination that it just shot them right into, uh, the, into train. the rainbow line. Except for Wright, oh. who got shot into the shadow line. Yeah, th- that was weird. Like, he, he's so he's got such a great imagination that it shot him over to the evil train. <laughs> Maybe I, it's a I, really devious an- uh, animation. Imagination. Maybe he's like a serial killer. He's got one of them perv minds like Devin. <laughs> does, Classic Devin. It does kind of confirm that uh, <laughs> that 
the the first fight we see them in really was their first fight, and that was just like they had minutes before uh, between. God damn it! I fucking hate doing this. <laughs> I hate talking. Can I just telepathically give my thoughts to you? I, I I'm trying to. Podcasts. I'm trying to scrap together whatever I can. I don't care. It's it's an okay episode. Uh, not much happened. I'm really hoping that the the Tokyo Go Go's uh like super girl thing maybe uh takes a break for a little while. Shit, stop. <laughs> three episodes. Well, I was okay with it for the first two episodes, but and I'm okay with it in this episode because it's focusing on her and. I, I do like that Wright even sort of mentioned that whenever she does this, she has the possibility of, you know, going a little overboard and maybe getting a little too into it. But, uh, yeah, I do hope they sort of uh, take a step back with that for a little while, at least. Like, I mean, I get it. Like, it's like she just, that's her imagination. She imagines herself super or strong or whatever. And she's able to do things, because that's the point of the show. It's just really annoying. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about that when she was doing her whole bit. I was thinking it would have been kind of neat if they all did that in a way. Maybe not like quite as annoying, but if they incorporated the imagination more into the fighting. And maybe they each had their own unique, like, sort of style. It's essentially like the rings from Green Lantern. It's like, whatever you imagine. But she just <laughs> imagines people being tiny. But... I don't know. I thought that could have been possibly neat. Well, that's significantly less um, transverse in this episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We really only had one. Yeah, it was the red and pink that they seemed to just love to do. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we have a female red. Are you happy, you activists? The entire Toku community is all of a sudden an activist. Um, I am looking forward to next week's episode, though it looks to be a blue focus and <laughs> yellow uh, to a lesser extent as well. Apparently, he loses his pass, yeah. which was pretty much everyone's like first reaction to seeing that they needed the passes to get on the train after the first episode. <laughs> so I do, I do find pass, already. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> they said it in such a weird voice. Well, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the Toei people sound like. <laughs> they they, they sound like smoke evil a lot. <laughs> 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 oh. You want a old Pink? Here you go. She sounds like I can't remember her name, but the the bitch from Monsters Inc. The oh, I can't. I can picture her, but I can't picture her name. Oh, what's her name? Thanks, team. <laughs> we, we solved that one. Um, we have these computers in front of us. We're just like, fuck if we know. My keyboard's covered up with instructions. I don't on how to care. Why would I look it up for you? <laughs> I, well, just like you said, nobody cared about Paul Blart Mall Cop. And then Kevin came in and mentioned him. Yeah, See? no one cares okay. about Paul Blart Mall Cop. Kevin cares. It's a stupid movie. I liked it. Well, I don't like you. <laughs> Man, that escalated quickly. <laughs> On this over Paul Blart Malta, so much for answers about destroying friendships later. 
<laughs> well, now that we've uh, split the group up, should we move on to game? Uh, yeah, that... there's more to talk about with that. Oh, okay. So I did sort of a bullet point format. Um, this week, Kaito, wait, well, Kaito was there too, but Kota <laughs> found out about uh, the civilization that was taken over by <laughs> the Hellhawk Forest. They just happened to be a pottery society. I mean, hard time thinking. <laughs> I totally um, just heard you say civilization. <laughs> civilization. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. The this what's happened to Earth now. They're all going to get syphilis, and Yggdrasil wants to stop it. Um, and Kaito, who was there, actually finds out about everything as well. But he wants to um, use the whole conflict to find out who's the strongest. Um, Bravo's still doing his same old tired stick. Uh, Michi continues to protect his friend's happiness creepily. And um, that's pretty much about it. It was more well-structured before I just continuously tried to not laugh. Um, But yeah, um, this was another good episode of Gaim. Uh, I like that we actually got to the reveal of what was there. Um, I guess it's not a parallel or future version of the city, but instead of pottery civilization, that reminds me of like when you learn about Mayans and shit, and they're like, oh, they build a pottery, they're so brilliant. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, we we still don't know exactly what the civilization was. Just that it was some sort of alternate world. Maybe it was their city, and then they just evolved into making pottery because they got so sad. That's probably what happened. <laughs> what is your fixation with the pottery? I don't know because they're like, this is the city, and then they go to this one table with like pottery on it. Like, look, they ate dinner. My God, those couches look uncomfortable. The torture. That's what I my first thought was. Um, but regardless, I'm glad that we got to the reveal, and there's just lots of different, like, uh, motivations going on. Like, at the moment, it seems that Takatora does want to do the right thing, and he's just approaching it differently because he doesn't want to cause, um, hysteria, um, yeah. if it gets out. Um, but meanwhile, his little posse is a bunch of devious fucks, which we already <laughs> kind of knew, but they, like, confirmed it by, like, gathering around Kaido and maniacally laughing. <laughs> Um, which I thought that made complete sense. Well, they're maniacal after, yes. But I mean, Kaido's thing, um, Kaido's thing, sorry, such a child. But, you know, in the last episode, he was like, I'm going after Yggdrasil to see if they're truly strong, which it just seems stupid to me because I can't picture a real person saying something like that because it's just a corporation. But I mean, whatever. Anyway, but this, like, the idea based on, you know, his character always wanting to see who's the strongest in a fight, the idea of him wanting this fight to continue with Helheim and to see who's the strongest made complete sense to me. Yeah. And, and I like that they both found out at the same time and essentially split into two different directions. Yeah. That was well done. That was something I was actually going to bring up because I, I saw quite a few people um, sort of have a problem with Kaido um, essentially thinking that he went crazy in this episode, which I don't, I don't see that as Kaido going crazy. I see that as Kaido being Kaido. Like that's his, his reaction makes complete sense. It's just, you know, fr- from day one, he has preached this, uh, philosophy of his about how strength is everything. And, uh, this, this fits perfectly with all of that. You know, it's, it's just now the now the stakes are higher, and now his his philosophy, his view on life, uh, 
it hasn't changed, but now because of how high the stakes are, uh, it seems a lot more malicious than it than it did before when he was just some street punk. Uh, street youth. Yeah. Um, I thought he was going to eat that fruit. I was like, whoa, <laughs> be careful there. I, I do like that. how how the two the two things that were going on uh, you had Zengetsu with Gaim and then you had Kaido with Ryoma and the others I like how they sort of paralleled each other in in a sense because um, you have Zengetsu t- uh, telling Koda how they can't they can't just come out and tell people about all of this because it will cause mass hysteria and I do like one oh, one particular thing he said was um, what kind of justice is it to take away people's peace of mind? Yeah. Um, to to cause all of this fear, people will people will go nuts. People will do rash, irresponsible things, and you essentially you have to protect them. And he even said. Uh, he he had this sort of like little rant, I guess, about how one malicious person can sort of overtake and control the weak, and then you move over to Kaito and Ryoma talking about how the weak, uh, you know, the weak are worthless. It's it should be the strong who survive. It should be, you know, the strong who who make it through this and how, uh, how a, uh, world sort of built on lies and deception should be destroyed. It, you know, <laughs> I, I, I like the sort of odd parallel that was going on with all of this. Yeah. It was really well done. Um, and I also like that, uh, they still have, uh, Kaito, damn it, stupid names mean so similar. Kota, being still hesitant now that he found out that those used to be people, uh, yeah. the Inves, I like. I mean, I think it'll he'll eventually nut up and obviously, otherwise, who are you going to fight except for the other riders? Um, but I like that that continued and like he kind of found out now and he's getting pretty close to find out what happened to his friend. Community interrupted. What happened to my friend? There's a simple explanation for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God damn it! I got ghost aid. All right. <laughs> Uh, I personally really like the direction that they're taking with everything, uh, and just the way that this is the show is split up, I think is kind of fascinating for Ryder. Um, I mean, we we have like the first arc where it's like Ryder versus Ryder, they're getting everything set up, establishing character, and then this arc was all about discovering the truth and growing, and now we have a situation where. They're pretty much united for the most part, because now we have a greater threat that goes beyond their little youth squirmishes. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. That's Brian writing like a news article. Youth skirmishes continue in the streets. Uh, and I, I don't, I just really like it. And, and this is only, this was episode like twenty one, right? I thought it was just twenty. Twenty. Just twenty. Yeah. Damn. Damn, didn't even get a 21 yet. 21's going to blow your mind. Yeah, I, uh, I saw someone mention on Twitter how 
uh, and I'm inclined to agree with them that uh, Gaim has done like it's episode 20 is something that would normally be like an episode 40 of any other writer series. This, yeah. this is, this is the kind of stuff you get when a series is starting to wrap up. Not right. when it's just, it's not even hit the halfway point yet. And like, that's what's so fascinating to me is that this, this show is doing things that is so kind of beyond the franchise. And I think that's really great. Like, that's why, like, it's hard for me. It almost frustrates me when people will ask me what I think is going to happen at the end, or like at this point. It's like honestly, I have no idea. Because like, if you would yeah. ask me um, about on like episode three, like if the things that were happening now would be happening, I'd be like, I don't know. I don't think so. It's like it's, it's such a blank slate. It's it's crazy. Well, with how with how quickly the status quo in the show changes. It's hard to know what's going to happen three episodes from now. Yeah. Let alone, you know, in the la- in the latter half of the show, it's it just you know it was just several not, not several like a few weeks back that Michi was the whole uh, secret to Helheim was revealed to Michi and we were theorizing over that. I didn't think we would get to it this quickly. Yeah, I didn't think we like were going to stretch it out to the end, but not this quickly. Yeah. Everything writer has sort of conditioned us to uh to think uh in relation to its series has been wrong in this in this show. Like we get we get something like that with with Michi finding out the secret and we just we just naturally assume we're not going to find out for a while. And here we are, just a few episodes later, and we know what it is. Like we know what, what sort of what we're fighting. We, there's still so much mystery behind it, though. Yeah. This we is, revealed that the overrun time is a kind of, and this is the kind of stuff where instead of instead of like a normal writer show where. Uh, we'd have this mystery stretched out for the entire show and then we sort of hurry up and rush the explanation towards the end where we're getting little revelations all throughout the uh, the series so it feels like we're hitting these high points every couple of weeks mm-hmm. because we're getting just a little bit closer to the to the final goal it's like it's got layers, like an ogre, an onion, like because we just keep getting like on a higher, higher clearance level. Like we find out, okay, it's an experiment, and then we find out, you know, it's Yggdrasil, and then we get a little bit deeper into Yggdrasil, and now we're kind of like almost near the top, and now we're like scratching to where the mystery of the forest start. Like, how deep does that go? Is it really just a mindless evil? Is there something controlling it? A little bit of both. We don't know. Um, it's just. I just love that it's so unknown, and I and that's why whenever I see uh, things also where they're like Gaim spoilers for episode so and so or Gaim spoilers about this character, I don't want to read it because I want to be surprised. And like even oh. some of the spoilers that I've read, once it happens in the show, it still blows my mind. <laughs> like for the most part, we uh, a lot of things were hinting towards the whole like civilization thing and. Uh, it, it still completely baffled me. I'm like, this is amazing. 
kind of like when I got spoiled about what happened to Yuya, and then like just the way they shot it still made it an incredible like jaw dropping scene to watch. Just because well, the intercut with um, Kurokage's death. Um, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something else. Oh, um, and I like how the show will frequently, like you said, the status quo changes, so it'll frequently get you to change your allegiances. Because like at the moment, I kind of believe Zangetsu and kind of Team Yggdrasil in that respect. Um, not so much the other assholes that have their own uh, sadistic motives, but at the moment, Zangetsu seems like he's trying to do the right thing. It was just hard to really know his motivation because he just kind of stood around with stone cold face for the whole show. <laughs> I, I think. Okay, well, here's a question. Do you think that um, we're kind of going to see um, eventually a, a rift between. Uh, Takato, I mean, it's kind of already there, but between Takato and Ryoma, like two different groups forming, like that—that's the kind of the way I see it now. Yeah, is that like I—I I think that Takato is thinking, all right, we're gonna figure out this forest thing, try to deal with best we can. These are my underlings, and meanwhile, he's essentially—he's like Frax to his Rancic, essentially. <laughs> he's like—he's like planning his own shit, and I think that's exactly what's happening. Is that? He's kind of forming his own shit over there with the other energy riders and Baron and Zangetsu has his brother and possibly Kota in a way, even if he doesn't fully, you know, cooperate with Yggdrasil and wants to go about things his own way. He's at the moment he's on relatively the same side in terms of goals because Kota's not thinking how he could take advantage of this. Because <laughs> I, I mean, I I can totally see some sort of thing forming to where it's like Takatora, Michi, and Kota on one side, and then we have like, maybe if things change a little bit, Kaido with Ryoman and his lackeys. Um, I, Kaido might end up kind of being a little bit of a, of a free spirit over here, yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I definitely see something like that based on causing difficulties. Based on, like, random Toku experience, I just kind of expect Kaido to stick with Energy Riders for a while and then eventually come over to the good side. But, like, Aerosol just said, it's hard to tell with Gaim because all of the tropes are failing us. <laughs> so, for all we know, next episode, he could quit to become a traveling uh, noodle cart salesman like Davis. It's like, we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Kaido's um, all of a sudden like, yeah, no, fuck this. I want to sell noodles. <laughs> uh, to just sort of reel it back in a little bit to the episode, um, I actually want to talk about what was actually revealed about the forest and what it is. Uh, because it, I, I like that it implies that the Helheim that we know probably isn't the first Helheim. Yeah, it's just the former world of whatever yeah. that was. Marinoi, I don't know. In fact, I'm kind of curious where they got the word Helheim from. Was that something that Yggdrasil discovered? Is this just Yggdrasil's codename for the forest? Like, I'm kind of curious about that. But, yeah, uh, me too. Yeah, uh, like, I, I really like their explanation behind what's going on, because it's, it's essentially the, uh, the plants, the invest plants, uh they grow and they spread and they take over these worlds. Not, uh, it's like Zangetsu said, not of any sort of malice or anything. It's just 
they they grow, they reproduce, and they continue spreading. That's just that's just what they do. That's just wh- what they are. It's you know, it's quote unquote evil without any sort of rhyme or reason. It's yeah. just it just is, um, which is kind of in a sense scarier. You can't really. It's a force of nature, and you can't really combat it. Or reason um, with it. Yeah. But uh I like I like how how it goes about it, like how they explain it, because they just explain it as it's just this plant that it's introduced into an environment that it isn't native to and just continues to spread and take over until it's dominant. We see that in real life. That's something that actually happens. Mm. Uh so I thought that I thought that was really cool. <laughs> and how they talked about how it kills off the food source so the humans are forced to eat the fruit and then become monsters and then get stabbed by Gaim. It's a circle of life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that is really interesting. Oh, sorry. No, I was, was going to say, and now we, now we have the question of how does it open up these rifts? Is it getting help? You know, stuff like that. What, I mean, what if it... <clears throat> excuse me, what if it is technically a weapon? Like like you just said, what if there's some sort of greater power? <gasps> Poison Ivy! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be really funny. That's, uh, that's spreading the, the seeds on purpose to try to conquer worlds. You don't know. You don't know, man. It's the, the nanotech. <laughs> <laughs> JK I, that's that's honestly a really solid theory. I wouldn't be surprised if that is sort of the real reason behind all of this. They're sort of biological warfare in a loose sense of the term. Uh you know, they introduce this thing that can easily overrun a planet and just let it do its work and then swoop in for yourself. It's just so much could happen. It's like because right now they're mindless monsters, but they could all be part of a tool of someone that's actually intelligent. You know, that would just spread the the plants, kind of like Agito when you find out those monsters were working for a god, because they're just seemingly attacking people doing baseball plays, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, he's just trying to kill all the Agitos. Spoiler alert. Also, Walter White gets a beard at the end of Breaking Bad. <laughs> there you go. Lives ruined. Um. There I go, bring it up again. Somebody stop me. And the middle sister dies. <laughs> the pants aren't magic. Oh, and the great. pants aren't magic. <laughs> Slams the door. I love Spencer's book club. Anyway, bring up I call you the middle of guy, but I think people can tell we just really like this show. It creates such good discussions. Yeah, it's it seems to be kind of universal. I haven't really seen too many people who just outright dislike the show. I mean, I've seen gripes, obviously, but uh, there there aren't a lot of haters towards the show. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I've seen maybe the odd person that never watched it and still like has that early Fruit Series dismissal thing, but <laughs> I've never seen anybody that's actually watched it that has dismissed it. Um, which, speaking of the Fruit thing, I just have to especially with how good it's gotten, just comment again on how well they implemented the fruit thing. Like, how silly did it look? And I love how they turned it into the whole forest and fruit thing. Like, damn, what a good job. 
Like, like, who knew they could turn it into something so terrifying? Just going back to my thoughts when uh, when it first appeared, I just thought it looked bright and colorful and happy and just vibrant, just goofy, you know? And now we get to here, and it really isn't any it's, of those things. It's not. <laughs> Remember when we thought this was going to be a goofy show like Deno? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, we can just hope for a fun show death and destruction it's like oh shit (laughs) but it's just i gotta give them like a huge props for that because obviously you know a lot of the story has to come from the motifs they're given by toei and the fact that they managed to come up with the whole helheim and the fruit thing and it really works well and it doesn't make you question it and even like just sit here and go holy crap we're watching a show about fruit warriors And, and even maybe. little explanations like when uh, Ryoma just mentioned that he included all the little battle cries. It's kind of like one of those little things I like, like in Kyoyuji, when they, they mention how it, it's just it's a nice thing that makes the show feel really like they really pay attention to detail to it. It, it does it does kind of go to show how how far uh, bringing in some new blood in terms of writing staff and you know maybe not pigeonholing them into the same format year after year can go i'm glad that you know writer was still making solid money i don't know the exact figures i know that they they probably fluctuated but from what i know they were still making solid money but i like that they still recognized that they needed to make a change so they brought that new guy in and said we kind of want to make it more like in tone with the older Hesse series we want to change things up get away from it I like that they did that, unlike some other people we're about to talk about pretty soon. (laughs) But I like that they probably could have gone on for another few years with the same formula and made lots of money and been perfectly content with that. But they they put a stop to it, which I'm still kind of surprised sometimes because I don't remember how many years it was just like with Power Rangers where we're like, next day, there's no way they're going to do Go-Go again. And they do it. But we did the same thing with Ryder where we were like, there's no way they're going to get out of this formula. And then they did it. And they did it magically. (laughs) <laughs> Except not magically, because Wizard didn't even do it. It was Fruit that did it. They did it with goddamn nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's funny, like, I don't really hate Wizard, but I just think it's funny that Wizard, like, at glance, has a really, like, a cooler concept of, like, oh, it's magic, and this one's, like, Fruit. But it ends up being a better show in 20 episodes. <laughs> okay. You will never cease to amaze me. Until you end, in which case you can't amaze me anymore. But. I mean, it's like the Breaking Bad of Toku. Oh, God. You know what? It was a good show. It was really good. <laughs> uh, um, did you guys watch the little trailer for, uh, I think it's the Hyper Battle video? <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I, I love the scene of, it's just the close-up on Kaido's face as he's trying to smile. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's going to be an absolutely amazing hyper battle. Mostly because we get to see all the re- really wacky um, arms combinations that we keep making with toys. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to finally see those. But yeah, if you uh, didn't notice already, it's a good show. <laughs> we like we had like a really awkward dinner about Tokyo where just we're like clearing our throats and then we had like an interesting discussion about Gaim. Uh, and if you think we're too positive about it, 
Just wait about 30 minutes. Yeah, we have a nice discussion about a certain someone that everyone seems to love. There was a part of the Gaim discussion that got lopped off and drifted through time. Or drifted through Gaim, if you will. Uh. I'm sorry. It's just uh, the same pun over and over again. Look, you only have to deal with it for the rest of the year, and then you don't have to worry about it. The only thing I'm worried about is next year. <laughs> when you think the, the how next can show talk? has the biggest shoes to fill, like ever. If you want to think about it in a positive light, which I usually don't do, think about how we thought that with Gokaiger and then GoBusters happened and then Curiouser happened, and so Sentai really hasn't taken a huge dip in three years. So, so there's always a chance, and at least they they know that they have to not get in such a rut. Thank you, small banjo. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now do you got your, you got your yeah. thing ready? Yep, got it. Okay. All right, because now it's time for Super Mega Force Summaries with Shuki. Good time. Yep. Super. I always forget that I can let go of the button. <laughs> Super. <laughs> you sound so enthused. <laughs> One of the first comments I saw on that cover of All Power Rangers theme song video was, you forgot Super Samurai. <laughs> like, it's the same oh fucking God. theme. God damn it. Why are people... <laughs> Most people, why are people? Sorry. The, I, I rewatched it today because I enjoy listening to it, and the first comment I see is uh, KRX50. It was really funny. Oh, God. That guy's still around? Oh, is he still uh, a thing? So, anywho. Um, so, this is episode three, Blue Saber Saga. Once again, I did not write a summary because that takes effort. Uh, so, long story short... Um, Noah's sulking about something. I don't know. He's staring at the computer doing whatever. Masturbating, maybe. I don't know. Uh, so Emma comes in, like, hey, you want to help me photograph shit? And he's like, nah. And so she <laughs> leaves. <laughs> and he's like, you know, JK, I'll go with you because you're hot. <laughs> and so they run into this monster voiced by Nick Sampson, uh, which was really cool, I guess. Just believe! <laughs> Just believe in swords! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they run into him, and Noah just totally gets his ass kicked, and so he's like, yeah, I, I just, I'm awful, I suck, and he, he runs away. <laughs> and he, so he finds a, a mysterious bamboo thicket in the middle of New Zealand, <laughs> and uh, decides to, even though the, I think this takes, like, all PR takes place in, like, California, right? They found a bamboo yeah. thicket in California. Um, that's what we need to do when we go to Morphicon. We need to find this bamboo thicket. <laughs> like, one of the episodes is just to hunt for the bamboo thicket. And just getting to say the word thicket just makes me keep thinking of Alan Thick. <laughs> so, anywho, uh, he's blindfolded and channels his inner Joe to, um, try to combat all these swords that start flying at him at once, because that's the monster's attack. And so Emma finds him. And she's all like, oh my god. <laughs> no, Noah Joe and Joa. Joa. That's no, her name. Joa. 
Uh, and so he's like, oh, stay back, I gotta do this, and so she falls asleep there, or whatever, and I don't know, it's really stupid. And so he attacks again, and he ends up being able to fight off the swords, but then he's like, oh, I'm a dick because I'm the bad guy, and so he has, like, a different attack, and he's like, I can do this too, and so they're like, yay, we'll help you with our swords, and then he can suddenly hold five swords, because Joe did, and they used that footage, and I'm like, you can't, the, the handle is too thick, you can't physically hold five of those swords. I'm like, I own two between the, the American one and the Japanese one, and I can't even hold two. Well, he did uh, train holding Jake's axe last year. That is true, he's all So he's now. got a pretty good girth range. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, and so the changes that they do, um, I know they do Jungle Fury, and isn't Jungle Fury and SPD the only two they do? Yeah. Uh, so they do those, so it's cool to see Jungle Fury again, and then SPD has been in all three episodes. Go go SPD. They really like it. Uh, and so they they beat him, and then he obviously gets giant and goes. He's like, "Your power and determination has unlocked the Mystic Force powers." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> and so they use the dragon, and then he dies, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, teamwork, and you're awesome, Noah, or whatever." I don't know how it ended. They, they like big fist bumped or something. Okay, well that's what happened. They gave Goku their energy. Um, Spirit bomb. You know, I think Gosei just finished all the Zords like really early, and he does doesn't want him, the Rangers to think that he's that efficient. So he just like <laughs> spreads the releases out like, oh yeah, you just got this. This shit's been done forever. <laughs> I actually built the Red Lion like before Wild Force even started. <laughs> Um, it, it, it wasn't bad. I, it, it was Jason Smith's first episode writing, and again, it, it, the writing credit, it's hard to tell how much of that was actually his writing, given the fact that it has to pass through so many different levels before it actually gets produced. Um, but I, I felt like it was a little more, not necessarily more coherent, but I feel the dialogue was stronger in a little a more human. a little yeah less preschool and more kind of direct um but it, i mean it could have had to do with the the footage as well you never really know but i that that was my opinion on that um and it was, i mean it was a, basically a direct adaption but it was one that i thought was done fairly well um getting the mystic force Zord now in such a random ass way it was really stupid but because it, it was clearly the second or third use footage where like they didn't really take the time to show it off as well yeah <laughs> it was so quick uh so that that was a little bit annoying but not much you can do when you're trying to condense shit into 20 episodes you're basically making a shit show regardless um but no i i don't really have too many problems with it um a lot of people were nitpicking about um why Noah suddenly has an interest in swords. And while it is weird in a way, but they, they already established last season that Noah's a very determined personality. And when he feels like he isn't good at they even said it in this goddamn yeah. episode that when he doesn't feel he's good enough, he does what he needs to to make sure that he's good enough. And so I, while Sex. I was absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> While it was absolutely sudden, it wasn't remotely out of his character. 
Um, yeah. The fact that he mastered it so quickly is a little out <laughs> of character, but ignoring that, at least, uh, I, I think it was done pretty well myself. Yeah, because yeah, I thought that the whole, you know, wanting to be better thing really wasn't out of character, especially based on the previous episode we had with, you know, Jake's axe or whatever. And so, like, that whole idea of him wanting to just be better, I didn't feel was out of character at all. Um, there was a couple mannerisms that I felt were that they translated. You could sort of tell, like when he was going to fight and Emma's like, good luck. And he like turned back and did that sort of half smile. Like I could see Joe doing it. So I'm like, I don't know why you need to translate that. Cause it, none of his actions were out of character, but like his mannerisms were and like his sort of way he carried himself a few times was very clearly translated. But the idea of him training or any ranger training really isn't new. Um, and I thought it was an overall okay episode. Um, it's pretty funny that they directly transformed into Super Mega Force. I just think it's funny, like, <laughs> like I don't understand why they kept him. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Like, they quickly realized, oh, fuck, we made a mistake. Like, I can just imagine them, like, facepalming every time that they used the Ghost Ager key. They, like, didn't realize how many times they'd be used. <laughs> And, like, everyone's slowing out, like, oh, my God, they have Megaforce keys. That's so stupid. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, it, it's stupid in theory. But, I mean, at the same time, it's it's a ranger ability. The fact that keys exist for it Makes isn't sense. out of the question. I mean, it's a ranger ability, and it's a ranger suit. There's no reason that a key wouldn't exist. Now, <laughs> they obviously can't use it to transform, because that would be silly. But using it for yeah. the basis of an attack, I don't think, is really all that. It did kind of make um, sort of a nice bookend to the attack because it started with his regular form and then ended with him his uh, super form. Yeah. So that kind of created an unintentionally neat thing. But I, it, it, the, the, I understand the nitpicks about the episode, but for the most part, those weren't really what bothered me. So. Yeah, there was people flipping out. Uh. Yeah, it was okay. Next week we get to travel to the Anamaria. <laughs> the Anamaria on that. Okay. I think Gosage is from Canada. <laughs> no, let's not forget Tensu. Ten- Tensu. <laughs> I could swear they called him Tenso in the first episode. They did. Exactly. They have really bad, like, continuity people behind the scenes. <laughs> like, well, I'm sitting here going, how the hell do you get Tensu out of SOU? <laughs> They're like, oh crap, they're going to realize we're using the names again. Quick, let's just change it to Sue. Good idea. <laughs> we got this. <laughs> uh, best live-action boys category in the Power Rangers category. That didn't even make sense. I just said category a bunch of times. I'm surprised I didn't say category ace at some point. <laughs> category ace! Uh, we'll see what happens. Yep. Lions. Overall, I'm kind of enjoying it a little more than Megaforce, but... I think a lot of it's the curiosity factor, just to see how they do things. Yeah. With with uh, various, like, quote-unquote tributes and stuff. This week, obviously, is the Lion, because we just said it. And then is next week... Next week's Jaden and then Jason Smith? Uh, yeah. Because I and hit his... Jaden on my birthday. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and did he write all of the ones that are up to his debut? I don't know. I know he wrote his episode... I don't think he wrote Jaden's episode. Okay. Jaden wrote it. It's going to be terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> and then Jaden saves the day with his super <laughs> samurai powers. Um, uh, go, go, Jaden. <laughs> That's the spinoff he had, a Nickelodeon spinoff. Go, go, Jaden. 
It's done in the same style as the Fred spinoff. <laughs> uh, it should be an interesting few weeks. We shall see what happens. Take it away, yes. Because uh, now it's time for ramble, ramble, ramble time. Affirmative. Sorry. Three, three, five. <laughs> <laughs> That's the exact sound it make. It made a little meeping noise. It just turned into beaker. That's exactly what it did. I wish um, it would morph me into beaker. In today's would instantaneously episode, be cooler than I already am. In today's episode, I thought the morphing sound sounded normal again. It's all confusing. See, I, I still don't see the difference. Well, you have to hear it. <laughs> I am... What do you think I'm doing while I'm watching these shows? I don't know. I'm just plugging my ears and going la 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 la, not listening. Well, that's one of the activities I have planned for during it, but teach their own. (laughs) (laughs) I just do that whenever that uh, stupid puppet thing shows up. Oh, the little... He looks kind of like Danny DeVito. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, what? How the fuck does he look like Danny DeVito? What is wrong with you? He looks like if Danny DeVito took his head off and became evil. He's seriously a puppet. (laughs) Like, a round puppet. With, like, those things you use to bind up sandwich bags and stuff like that. For arms and legs. (laughs) And he's he's hovering on strings. A little figure of him came with one of the I don't remember Danny DeVito ever doing that. Well... Mind you, he'd be a lot more fun if he would. Have you seen Matilda? Actually, Danny DeVito's crazy fun. What am I talking about? <laughs> um, but a little figure of that dude came with one of the purple guys for our line here. I don't remember what they call the purple dudes here. Crack it's actually kind of it's actually kind of crazy that we completely like never used them at all except for that one episode. Like we yeah. did the same thing with Dino Thunder, but at least like they incorporated the triptoid, so if they needed the footage, they could use it. But still, like we completely. Got rid of them. So I actually didn't crazy. know that about Dino Thunder. With the Triptoids? Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that. Because yeah, the Triptoids were the foot soldiers for Ranger and the. Mind you, it's been like I don't know, ten years since I watched Dino Thunder. So yeah, the Tranon drums were ours. They they looked like they were just spiky linebackers or something. I don't know. Were, were Stingwingers ours? Um. Um. Zane yeah. would call them Stingwiggers, but. That's just Zane's style when he does. Yeah, pull. yeah they'd have to be ours because we didn't use the crag. crag yeah, I don't even know what the purple dudes. I don't, I don't even know what the Ginga Man ones look like. Gong gong ging 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 man. That's <laughs> all I know. Song? I never even That's listened the theme to the theme song. song. I don't listen to all the theme songs. So well, speaking of theme songs, Pokemon. They have a theme song. I Pokemon's in this phase where I I watch it and I don't really have anything too wrong with it. It's kind of like Mega Ranger. I, I'm watching <laughs> it. I don't mind it, but I'm not fully enjoying it. But I I mean I didn't mind the episode. It, I thought it was moderately enjoyable. They're writing Ash's backstory now. Yeah, they complete a complete rewrite. They're completely destroying his character. They're rebooting Ash. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> Re-rebooting. Oh my god, look at he's interacting with a girl. 
Well, he interacts with a lot of girls, except for Iris. She was clearly a man. <laughs> she just hit her penis in her hair. <laughs> that whole thing, pubic hair. Oh my god. Uh, that's too far. I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> but they rode some Rhyhorns in this episode, and they were like... <laughs> you have to be one with the Rhyhorn. I mean, I couldn't remember slash can't tell whether this episode was supposed to have it uh, be that Serena wants to be a Rhyhorn rider or if she just wants to be a trainer and she's just okay with her mom slave driving her with Rhyhorn techniques. I I think it ultimately ended with her going, Rhyhorns are fun, but I want to do other things. I think that's the gist of it, I think. Because I don't think... Like, how disinteresting would it be if, like, instead of every contest every 20-odd episodes, it was just them riding Rhyhorn? <laughs> I think that, that's not as fun as contests. They should just do riding Pokemon episodes, but, like, they always have to ride different Pokemon, and they get, like, a different random one. Like, one time they got to ride, like, a Dunsparce. <laughs> Someone gets, like, Haunter and just keeps phasing through it. Like, <laughs> that would be fun. Anything else of interest happen? Officer Jenny was there. She's not a lesbian anymore, so that's good news. Uh, I, I didn't even pay attention to her design. <laughs> because the one from did. from Unova was like a lesbo. At least this time, I don't. Remember, I don't think it was this episode. It was like an episode or two ago. But at least this time, Ash knew what was going down with Officer and Officer Jenny. So the Nurse Joy's like. When whoever pointed it out, Ash like knew what was going on. Instead of being like, oh, okay, what's a Pokeball? <laughs> Serena mentioned it. What's this thing on my head? That's a hat. Oh, hot? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was Univa Ash. I like how you made him clinically retarded. Well, he kind of was. He didn't realize he had to weaken a Pokemon after he just came in like the top four in whatever the last tournament he was in. So dumb. So dumb, so dumb. So... Man, we really ran that into the ground. <laughs> yeah, we did. That went on forever. It was like my ringtone forever. It was great. <laughs> Speaking of ringtones, Ben 10. Oh my god. There uh, was a line in the beginning of this episode that I thought was really funny. Oh, it was about charging taxes. Uh, online. When, uh... Um... What's his face? Um... Macbar, Gakbar. No, no, um, Phase. Phase on? A siphon. Siphon. Oh, why did I get Phase on? <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, the little guy closed his shop and Siphon said that he had to go online, he was like, they're charging taxes now. <laughs> I was like, that they are. It's awful. Income tax is illegal. <laughs> Um, tax in general is illegal. Yeah, uh, I thought this was a pretty fun episode. I, I I loved the concept of that guy being mistaken for Vilgax and Scython just following him around. <laughs> and it, it was even funnier that he was a plumber, like an actual plumber. Yeah, just because of the whole plumbers thing. I went really back and forth on whether he was going to be revealed to be Vilgax or not, but I think it's funnier that he wasn't. Oh yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Come like, on, he the isn't other way would just be too obvious. <laughs> It's uh, him. It's definitely him. And then, <laughs> fucking at the very end, it's like, your secret is safe with me, master. <laughs> and Siphon gets locked up again. 
This is actually the second week in a row where we've had someone mistaken for Vilgax. I'm wondering if this is going to be a common thing. <laughs> like every episode, there's some sort of Vilgax. I don't know if they could keep it going for like a whole season, but they could probably do it every now and then, or maybe like one more until Vilgax shows up. I'm just, I think he comes back for whoever he teams up with somebody to do this Ben Dimension thing. Oh, yeah. Um, Paradox. No, not no, Paradox. Um, Evil. Timey guy. Uh, <laughs> he has purple energy. Eon. There we go. Said it twice. There we go. Sorry, I couldn't hear you. Over our, our like, screaming. <laughs> it's like Eeyore with an on. So, that's how you get it. Jesus uh, Christ. What? <laughs> you gotta come up with these ways of remembering it. What's his name? Just think of a big elephant. And then you're Eon like, oh, is an increment of time. Well, it's funnier if an it's an E-R. E-R with an N. <laughs> That's okay. I thought of it as an EV that didn't know what type it wanted to be. <laughs> uh, it just didn't come up with the name. Don't uh, judge me. But I'm trying to think of anything else happened in the episode of interest that I can remember. I'm trying to remember who Ben used. He used, uh, what's his name? Not Ben Mummy anymore. He's Ghost Freak again. I think that's um, right. You can't Scarrow. face through anything. Yeah, you can. Not Scarrow. Snarrow. That's where the Daleks from. <laughs> it's okay. I almost called him under wraps again. <laughs> uh, this is such a small detail. But I loved, like, the sound effects they use for when he, like, moves his little bandages. I can't even replicate it, but it's kind of like this floating effect. And they they also have, like, a, an effect that they use for when Diamond Head uh, fires his crystals. It just sounds like crystals constantly moving. Like, I really like those sound effects, and they stopped using them for, like, all of Alien Force and Ultimate Alien. And I like hearing them again. You betcha. Yep. That's one of the catchphrases of the night, apparently. Don't you see the hat? I am Nesbit. Jesus Christ. Okay, let's move on to uh, Turtles. Turtles. Um, I actually really dug this episode. It was really good. Um, uh, first of all, um, Ice Cream Kitty is seriously fucked up. <laughs> you think? Seriously, like the cat died and its corpse melted into ice cream, <laughs> and its ice cream body is just really weird. Oh my god, it's it's gross. It's disgusting. I find it disgusting. <laughs> TMNT, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, the only oh children show where you have ice cream kitty that gets mutated in the most horrific way I've ever seen in my life. Oh, Mikey! Like, I don't, I don't mind Ice Cream Kitty so much after, but the whole transformation was, <laughs> it was awful. Um, but that being said, the the entire end sequence of this episode was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, especially with Splinter and uh, Rat King, Evil Ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, it took me a while to recognize that voice. Jeffrey Combs is amazing. So, but it's it's the same thing every week. It's just like this is just such a fantastic series, and um, don't actually have a whole lot to say other than Ice Cream Kitty was freaky as shit, and 
Well, I, I really enjoyed Splinter in this episode. Oh, it's, yeah. It's interesting to see him in a position where he's... Uh, vulnerable? Yeah, vulnerable. Um, I, I particularly uh, like the scene where he's going to the freezer and he's like, I need ice for my head. <laughs> it may be a cheesicle. Cheesicle, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds delish. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like seeing him, uh, as he said, vulnerable. Uh, and his final fight with the Rat King was pretty awesome. I mean, it was completely one-sided, but <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I like the way it tied into his lesson he was trying to teach the, the turtles at the beginning. Yeah. And and I like that the the growth really wasn't so much for the turtles this week. It was for Splinter mm-hmm. to kind of get over this uh, one weakness. <laughs> um, <laughs> I loved Casey trying to disguise his voice. <laughs> yeah. It was all Batman like, oh, sorry, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> um. I noticed this, and I I just thought it was funny. Uh, r- the Rat King calls all of his uh, like big monster rats. Um, he names them after Roman emperors. The one he rides is named Caligula. Uh, he has Nero and Claudius, and <laughs> so on and so forth. I thought that was really funny. And the little rat he's got on his shoulder is called Aristotle. <laughs> Um, which isn't a Roman emperor, but still, it's along those same lines. But I, I enjoyed that. I just like the fact that we just consistently heard the word Caligula <laughs> in, in a children's show. Uh, hey, Caligula's child-friendly. Or said it wasn't. <laughs> Leave that up to the imagination. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, long story short, it was really good. And next week is an hour-long thingy with... 80s um, turtles, apparently. They don't show up as much or something. I don't know, I didn't read too much about it. I know it's up online, but I'm just going to wait till. As far yeah, as I, I know, it's a pretty small cameo. I like how, well, at least the ads I've seen don't, like, make mention of it at all. They're just like, look, a giant worm, and it's going to be an hour. That's like the only ads I've seen. I've seen I've seen it like two or three times, but I haven't seen anything so, about hey the eighties turtles. Uh, unless I unless I'm wrong, th- they mentioned that the the original voice actors for the turtle for the eighties turtles were back, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of funny because w- the original voice actor for Raph is doing Donnie's mm-hmm. voice. Yeah. Now <laughs> we only had to hire three. <laughs> <laughs> score I do like that this is that clip I saw where Mikey's like why do we look like dorks because <laughs> it's the 80s and that's just how things work so did uh did everybody watch that 10 minute damn ball thingy yeah Mm-hmm. It, it was nothing special, really. It re- it really wasn't. Was it? Like I, I want to have a discussion about it, but like, I was let down. <laughs> I, well, I liked it. It was a neat little short. Yeah, but. I like seeing the battles. It's just I thought like it was going to be a bigger deal. I would have rather just seen a regular twenty-two minute episode. Like the way Jid talked at the end of the 
series, he was like, we're going to go meet other people who save the world with LBX. I thought, like, we were actually going to go somewhere to see Bond and, like, some of the other people, and maybe he was going to join their cause. But instead it was like, oh, yeah, we're just going to stay here and do a lecture. Like, do they not build the set? Oh, wait, you have to draw it. You don't have to build any sets. <laughs> I would have preferred to see Bond, like, in an actual episode at the end. Yeah. Something. But, yeah, it was okay. Um, Bond looks like a total dork. He's like he's essentially doing a Gohan where he's like throwing away all of his combative ability to become a nerd. His hair exploded. Like he's he's modeling it after his dad now, but it just looks like it got like yeah. really big now. He's trying to be his dad in a couple of years he'll be wearing a mask terrorizing people and being like, I didn't stop satellites. Wait, what? <laughs> it was the only way. I had to like take over your friends with collars and you know, become a figure. I had to become a mod. Oh, Bond's dad. Um, now, obviously, uh, you know, it's, you can rebuild them, but I was thinking, Achilles was destroyed, wasn't it? Yeah. And Odin was too. Pretty much. So, and, <laughs> I don't remember what happened to Xenon, or, uh, wait, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm like, wait, <laughs> that's that bitch's name. <laughs> um, but I don't remember what happened to that, but he was using Triton the last time we saw him. I guess they just did it because of the matching purple on purple that's the only reason i could think of but purple on purple action well just kind of like i love how they're standing next to each other how obvious it was that um fucking uh, violet devil is just like their version of gin like it was so (laughs) obvious with their hair colors and shit uh i was i was expecting bond to use odin m just to to get it in an animation yeah, because they had like a like in between the episode there was a random little like slide of it. Yeah, that's what I was expecting too. Um, well, I mean, it, it's technically it's like the same thing. It's the same mold. So yeah, but it, it seemed strange. It just it would seem like such a fan service thing where he's like, "Look, all my old LBXs," and it seemed weird that Bond used uh, his version of Achilles' deed. I thought he was going to use regular Dot Phaser for some um, reason. Not Bond. Wait, the other one, redheaded guy. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Whatever we do. Christ. Um, <laughs> I do like that Bond essentially curb stomped Senna. That was yeah. pretty fun. Um, I also like how Senna was bragging about saving the world, and then he comes face to face with Bond, who saved it. I don't know how many times now. <laughs> Three or four. <laughs> I I did like that. Uh, it was brought up that um, they did kind of use different styles because they were in that whole war format and they went into those, you know, control rooms. So it was more like they were piloting a giant mech and they did kind of battle differently. You know, the uh, uh, original series was a lot more, you know, heart of the cards, heart of the robot, in sync with your robot type thing, whereas this one was more like, oh, fighting wars and crazy old men. (laughs) This one is basically, guys, we don't know how to have fun with our our robots. (laughs) Oh. Let's do formation A, and Paul's like, "What you talking about formation? We gonna <laughs> kick your ass? We got Kaido Jin. You just got a cheap knockoff." Um, yeah, it, it was fun. It was nice to see. I just kind of wish we would have gotten a, a full episode. And I do kind of hope the series comes back at some point. I want to see the uh, like I go back to more of the the battling because I did kind of prefer that to the the war setting. We should be hearing something pretty soon because there was some. Uh... The dub's going to be, like, on Nicktoons. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Crazy. 
what's his like, name? Like Van Highwind or whatever the fuck his name is. I don't know. Is. I don't know. I just saw the thing from, I think it was Fies Daniel that commented, and then I looked it up. Because, like, we were just talking about it a couple weeks ago, and then all of a sudden, like, it was announced. So I think I said something like, Nicktoons usually picks up that shit. But what were you saying? Were you saying something about hearing something about the dub or hearing something about a new series? A uh, new series. There oh. was something in some magazine scans that said something about uh, this month. Not like a premiere for this month, but... Like an announcement? Yeah. I hope so. Although my shelf doesn't, because like, in the matter of like four months, it's filled. <laughs> I still haven't built the new Odin yet. And I have... I have something on the way? No. But I want to get air free when they put them in stock. I'm just looking at this thing that you gladly retweeted about someone naming their Butterfree Lord DeVos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I need to figure out where I'm putting my LBX. I've got a lot now, and I want to display them because I really do love the franchise. I'm just not sure where. I think I'm going to put them on this bookshelf that's right next to me, but got to clear it off first. And unpack them all, or else they'll packed away, except for Magna Orthus. Odin M. Um, stuff I can't see from here. Did you ever... This is completely unrelated, but uh, you're talking about self-displays, but did you ever set up a Bumblebee display at your new house? Not yet. I need to bring over the... Um, <laughs> the box? The larger, well, one, the box, and two, the larger bookshelf from my mom's. Because I just wanted to point out how funny it is that, like, that Bumblebee box hasn't been unpacked and you've moved. I think it's been like three plus years or something like that. At least. Yeah, because you're like, I'm going to take these down and then put them up really nice upstairs and it's going to be the figure art shelf. The whole figure arts have been sold since then. Yeah. That's how much time has passed. Can't win them all. Uh, I can't win any of them. <laughs> Is that about it? Yep. Alrighty, so now it's time for the Twitter, Twitter questions of the week. Yeah! We're doing jazz hands. Can you see yeah. him? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. That's enough, yes. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Alright. So, uh, Chenix asks Would you like to see a video on Rider and Sentai suit? Uh, I fucked that one up. <laughs> <laughs> You Chenixed it on the Chenix question. <laughs> Makes sense. Naturally. Chenix <laughs> time. <laughs> Would you like to see a video on how Rider and Sentai suits are made? Also, how much do you think suits cost? I think it'd be an interesting little behind-the-scenes thing. In fact, it, I'd imagine it... Well, I don't know how Japan does behind-the-scenes things on DVDs and stuff, but... I'd imagine there's, like, something somewhere... I'd like to see, like, uh, a behind-the-scenes thing of how they come up with the designs, like, what the process was, like, what the prototypes was. But I'm no, I don't really care to see, like, oh, and then we sewed it like this and milled the helmet. I don't really care about that, but I'm always interested to hear, like, the development stages of, like, series concepts and, like, various prototypes and different ideas that were had. Mm-hmm. Like, that thing I read about the Gaim suits, well, they had the warrior thing set out, but there was originally going to be a bird motif, and, like, you can see some of it if you look closely at them. I'm like, you can kind of see it, and I kind of wonder what they look like if they were birds. It would have been, been people just eating birds in a forest. <laughs> like, they just fry and fried chicken on the trees. Like, oh, man, God, that KFC. Oh, no, I'm a monster. Uh, uh, last, last play was Hermanos. That chicken will get you. 
so Fives Daniel asks, um, to celebrate the arrival of LBX to Nicktoons in America soon, if you, you can create your own LBX, what would you name it? What would be the motif and everything else involving LBX things? Attack function. Yeah. Um, booby. Did you say booby? <laughs> I heard movies. Bo- I heard boobies. <laughs> <laughs> that would make for a great little robot, too. But mine mine would be a robot. Cheese An theme. LBX made out of Legos. That shoots Legos. And that wouldn't work at all. Um, what would the attack be called? Lego. <laughs> attack function. Lego. <laughs> um... I want something to be. I want a robot that's um, cow themed. <laughs> um, it can be called um, uh, Moo. Yeah, Moo. Moo. <laughs> that's Moo. The tag function can be like super milky. Cheese grenade. And it can have a gun that fires milk, and like the milk would hit the LBX, and because it's a robot, it would just like short circuit and die. And then it would smell later, cause like milk. <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna rip off Aerosol's thing and make mine a chef LBX, so I could have the attack super cooking. And I just <laughs> picture it. I picture it like extending its arms with like a spatula on each side, and it just spins around really fast, shooting hamburger patties at the opponent. Brilliant. We made some pretty awesome little robots just now. So Dawson's Dawson's LBX would cook Brian's LBX. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Makes sense. Yeah, I just always lose. You know, it was good for that that uh, LBX uh, Dan Ball special. We did get to hear Bond say Odin one last time. <laughs> uh, oh, Odin! I just carry all my LBXs on me one time, even if they're dead. Brought them back to life, beach. All right. So Andrew Booth asks, "What is your favorite cereal?" Oh God, this is fair. <laughs> I wonder if Ariel is going to give an answer, and then Cat's going to flip out. Speaking nope. of, um, she owes you an apology because she went to the store and found some. <laughs> so <laughs> now they're really fairly <laughs> Damn it, I hate apologizing to people. This makes me feel so good. Seriously, <laughs> this moment is as delicious as Frosted Toast Crunch. <laughs> oh, how the turntables. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Got home from the store. I was like, you know what I found today? I was like, what? <laughs> like, I found the damn cereal. <laughs> I was like, that's what you get. Um, mine, <laughs> mine would be cinnamon toast crunch. There's <laughs> the theme here. I I've always really liked it. I I, I like a lot of cereals though, but that's probably the one that I eat the most. Um, just because I think it's yummy. Now I kind of want some. <laughs> Um, I, though I don't know if this really is my absolute favorite, but the one I eat the most is Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> it's such a boring, basic cereal. 
I just got this new one where they made it like uh, it's like Honey Nut Cheerios with like flakes and like nougat things in it. It's like <laughs> Honey Nut Cheerios plus regular cereal. So it just <laughs> basically just tastes like Honey Nut Cheerios but crunchier. So it's not so bad. I like it. But yeah, it's a pretty boring. It's like the Carter Grayson of cereals. Well, actually, Cheerios is the Carter Grayson of cereals. But um, yeah, I really like it. I love Cheerios. They're such a badass. They carry a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Since we're comparing uh, Toku characters to cereal, I would compare Yuki Guy to life. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh, that's great. We can end the podcast there. I think uh, Marvelous would just be Cabin Crunch. <laughs> just make it makes sense right there. Uh, Who do we want to be Lucky Charms? <laughs> I almost feel like Gaim would be Lucky Charms. <laughs> In some kind of weird, twisted way. I think that TJ or Jack or Zach or any of them can just be Cockle Puffs. But Gaim would have to be Fruity Pebbles. That is true. My mistake. <laughs> or Fruit Loops. I'll call that one off. <laughs> Wait, well, Gaim could be tricks before it was like made into balls. Remember when they used to be shaped as different fruit? And they took all the fun out of it? <laughs> I remember for the longest time my mom wouldn't let me eat tricks. Why? Well, because they were just for kids? Well, no. A- I don't know why, but she thought that there was, like, an ingredient in tricks that was the same as an ingredient in, like, floor cleaner or something like that. I I don't know why. What's wrong with that? That's why they call it tricks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now I just feel like picking out a bunch of different cereals. It sounds so good because I'm kind of thirsty and hungry at the same time. So it's like, you know, you get the refreshingness from the milk. I really like Golden Grams too. Who would be Golden Those Grams? are really good. Who would be Golden Golden Grams would be um, <laughs> I've no idea why, but I think John from Gecky Ranger would be Cookie Crisp. because <laughs> 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 I can picture him going, Cookie Crisp with his face. <laughs> you know you know what's great? Those uh Golden Grams cereal bars. I haven't had I one of those. cereal bars. Damn it, I want one of those now. <laughs> Fuck, I haven't had those in forever. They I have Cinnamon go- Toast Crunch yeah. cereal bars, too. Damn it. <laughs> it sounded like you said cereal bars. I know, I know. I said Cheerios earlier, too. I'm sure someone caught it. I actually didn't My mouth that. is betraying me today. <laughs> oh, man. I got to get some of those cereal bars this week. Speaking of milk, I just finished them. Um, Thank you for that update. <laughs> this is it. And I just finished my I milk. Can only, I can only imagine now that Brian's idea for a milk LBX came from the fact that he was currently drinking milk. <laughs> and he didn't want to think too that, much about it. That had <laughs> nothing to do with it. What are you talking about? Been exposed. <laughs> I wasn't even cooking when I came up with mine. I just stole it from Aerosol outright. <laughs> I just really like the idea of hearing like the legit voice say attack function super cooking. <laughs> um, Alright, so 
Edgar Quek says, <laughs> a time you had an idea, then someone thought of a better one. Example, Aerosol wants to build S- the SPD base, and I just wanted to build a castle. This entire podcast. <laughs> Wait, I don't understand the question. A, a time... Why are you so stupid? Has, has there ever well, been a time when you have had, like, a really good idea? And someone had a better then you one. Find out, then, then you find out that someone else has had the same idea, only kind of better. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> like I said, this entire podcast, every time something happens... Um, like, oh man, I got such a good joke, and then I say it, and then, like, well, I'll laughs, and then all of a sudden, bam, way better joke from someone else. Oh. <laughs> Damn, like, Brian's got, like, a laugh meter going. Damn it, they got a way higher response than I did. <laughs> that happens to me a lot, too. Actually, it tends to be Dawson who steals my jokes. I can't help but if you melt <laughs> it into our minds. It's even creepier, like, when one of us will go off and we'll say something in unison, like the creepy twins from The Shining. <laughs> Uh, and then that rare creepy moment when all three of us do it. Well, Aerosol hasn't quite take, gotten there yet. We have to take a picture of two of you uh, standing in the hallway at Morphicon. <laughs> we totally down do. Down the hallway. <laughs> oh, God. In matching clothes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hate it because I, I tend to do that with people. And I don't know why. Like, I always just, I end up saying something in Houston, like, no matter who it is. <laughs> And it always creeps me the fuck out. Is anybody the cashier at Target? You just scream and run away. <laughs> <laughs> it should be funnier if you just scream twinsies in their face and then ran. <laughs> just any, like, I like any of those situations where, like, you just leave somebody in a normal situation thinking, what the hell just happened here? But I can't. Re- I can't. <laughs> I can't really think of any like specific examples for the question, but all ideas are better than my ideas. So I just read the next question and I totally got an answer. Um, cool. Gory <laughs> Gong. I actually oh. said two questions. Um, one oh, of which I don't have an answer to. Uh, his first question is: What show do you think is a good mix between the American superhero genre and Sentai and Rider? I don't really have one. Isn't that, isn't that just Power Rangers? No, that technically is... He's talking about, like, a mix between the American idea of a superhero, like Batman or Superman, and then the concepts behind... Toku? Sentai and Rider. I wouldn't say that there's many that really do that. The only one I can think of is Iron Man. Because he sort of has like a suit, like a rider, and he can transform. He can, you know, he doesn't. Well, I mean, like in the first movies and stuff, you see him like he has to suit up at his place, but now he can like call it to him. And but I can't really think of any other ones. There's a. It's not a show. Um, there's a manga series called One Punch Man, which <laughs> is all about superheroes, and most of the superheroes are a mix of, you know, Western superheroes and stuff like Kamen Rider and Super Sentai and stuff like that. There's a guy named Moomin Rider, which <laughs> just means that he has no license, so he has to ride a bicycle everywhere. Um, <laughs> it also sounds like it could theoretically be my LBX. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got the answer. Excel Gore. No? 
Like in Pokemon? Yeah. I was oh. So that laughing meter's dead. <laughs> <laughs> just like most of the times you talk. It, that actually reminds me of something. I, I was listening to uh, this podcast from a convention, and they were talking about the main character from One Punch Man, who can beat anyone in one punch. He's essentially the strongest thing in the world. Um, and someone was, someone asked if, uh, what Western superhero or uh, just anything from any other kind of series that they thought could take a punch from him or that they wanted to see take a punch from him. Most people guess like Yamcha and stuff just because Yamcha sucks. But um, <laughs> my favorite Sorry, answer, my favorite answer was someone who came up and was like. Waba fat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great because of the counter. Oh, Waba fat. Waba fat will probably beat him because he's turned into a badass all of a sudden. You know, <clears throat> with that question though, it's one of those things I, in a sense, don't like to think about because I hate when Toku people try to get Toku on other things I like. It's like they're trying to infect it. I'm like, <laughs> don't get Toku on the things that I like, man. <laughs> I specifically like, I like them because this idea not of Toku. someone going around and smearing Toku on things. <laughs> well, that's essentially what they tried. Dude, to you do. just got Toku all over my couch. <laughs> that's exactly what they do, though. It's so annoying. They try to relate Toku to everything, and it's like just leave it alone. Like they smear Toku all over the Doctor Who. Look at it. It's Toku. Everything special effects. I love my favorite Toku show. How I Met Your Mother. They use special effects probably a couple times. It's just, I like Toku, but at the same time, I don't want to get that Toku stink on things that I like that aren't Toku. So I try to keep them separate. I like the idea of Toku stink. <laughs> it is. Uh, so the second question uh, is, in lieu of my recent incident concerning a longboard, what's one of the worst spills you've ever taken in public? It is totally the time I fell in the parking lot of Target. That was <laughs> I awful. remember that story. <laughs> like, there wasn't that many people around, thankfully. But of course, there was a family, like, not too far from me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd step in the fucking pothole and just go... <laughs> <laughs> My hands bleeding and shit. <laughs> I'm okay. Just, like, <laughs> escorting blood in their faces. I gotta go check the toy section. I'll call them... <laughs> Like, I got up quickly, I'm like, oh, okay. And they were hobbling off towards Target because I rolled my ankle and I hurt like a son of a bitch. Hobbling. <laughs> Hands bleeding. I'm hobbling towards the toy section. I can't wait to hear aerosols. For some reason, I think it's going to be magical. <laughs> well, I I fall a lot in public, but um, I the, the one that comes to mind for some reason is it was during my first year of college and I was rushing out of the door of my dorm to get to class and the stairwell in my in my dormitory is super slick so I just take one step and fall on my ass down the steps and I basically bounce down the steps <laughs> and of course, there were people around who saw me do this, one of whom was this girl who, I swear to you, was like a crazy stalker person. She had every single class I had. So, of course, 
every single class, I had to rehear the story of how she watched me fall down the <laughs> stairs. And then she would proceed to laugh at me in her stupid Asian laughing voice. Um, stupid Asians? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. She was, she was a foreign exchange student. And she <laughs> that makes it even worse. But, uh, um, and then, of course, I sit down to eat my lunch and she follows me to the table so she can continue laughing at me. <laughs> so, and then she bounced like a bouncy ball. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, it's <laughs> this is what it means to be an American. <laughs> There's, I don't mean to offend anyone who's Asian. It's just she had this really obnoxious laugh. <laughs> I'm picturing her looking like Trini right now. I hope you realize that. <laughs> Just think a little shorter. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Like, I, I've fallen in like in public before. I, I fell down, not like all the way down. Like I stumbled upon stairs at school a couple of times, but nothing that was ever really notable. Where I was like, "Holy crap, this is a story." Uh, I don't know if I told this before. There is another story of uh, a guy at my high school, like face planning on a bike. I thought was pretty funny. It wasn't me, but uh, my my algebra class was in the the mobiles. So me and my friend were sit, would sit outside every morning and wait for the class to open and play Game Boy Micros or whatever we would do. And there was this dude who goes to the school. I don't. I never really saw him outside of that, but he would. Um, drive by us every day on his bike or ride by us rather and he had like a full-on like biking gear on to go to school like he was gonna go compete somewhere and i we thought it was really funny and one day he just goes over the speed bump and, like flies through the air and like face plants and then he like gets up we're like laughing hysterically and we're like really close to him too and <laughs> these girls walk up behind us and they're like oh my god are you okay and he goes no and that just causes us to laugh even harder and they're like you guys are mean I'm like well, but he said no so funny <laughs> it was just it was really good not to be there but it's always funny when people fall I don't know why but it feels like every time every time I fall someone is there even when I feel like I'm alone and I just happen to fall there's always someone who just like pops their head in and it's like oh you okay <laughs> You yeah. just trip. Yes. You just trip in your room when you're in your house alone. All of a sudden, there's just a dude there. Like, what the hell? Why are you here? I got word someone was gonna trip. <laughs> I wanted to be here to see it. <laughs> broke in for that? Yeah. <laughs> it happened to be the guy with the machete. <laughs> but you're on the run right now. The blood's dripping down it. Yeah, but I heard this is gonna be a sweet fall. <laughs> Wait, why is that blood fresh? You bashed that guy's head in like three weeks ago. Uh, came back to finish the job. That's the wrong house. Shit! It was your house! Oh man, I make that mistake all the time. Just picturing like those idiot guys from the uh, Animal Control on Parks and Rec. Where they go to interview for the jobs they were just fired from and run into each other. Oh man, this is such a coincidence. We live together. Same house. This is great. Oh, good times. Next, Ryan. <laughs> what is that? Right. <laughs> Wait, something just squeaked. I, I think it's fitting that you read this question. Me? Yeah. <sighs> oh, okay. Uh, so, 
I'm not going to like read the whole thing just because I'm going to sum it up. So this question is from TKD Tigray, 1989. I like that year. I, actually, I'm more partial to the 1991 TKD Tigray, but whatever. <laughs> uh, but uh, he basically is asking us, uh, at the end of this stand, one of the last scenes is Craig Robinson, who plays Daryl on The Office, rushing towards a demon, screaming, take your panties off, as his battle cry. And if we were to do that, what would be our battle cry? Um, hold on. I got got to send you guys the scene to watch it. I only found one that was because I read this question previously, um, and it's like one of those shitty um, recorded off their TV uh, things. But still, so you don't know what I'm talking about. Whoops! I have to type in the rest of it. Hold on, please hold, please hold for assistance. Does anyone have an idea for their battle cry in the meantime? Um. I feel like Kevin's would just be either penis or your mother. Uh, I think I would just run towards it going. It's <laughs> like squeaking. Um, I can't think to... of one for me. Take care and have a great one. <laughs> uh, I think my battle cry would just be I'm the Shukun Shinobi bitch. <laughs> bitch, I don't care. I'm the Shukun Shinobi. It seems fitting. That's a shitty author TV version, but still. For some reason, I can't think of myself actually chasing someone, only running from someone. (laughs) (laughs) That is very true. Why did you put a Batman voice on? (laughs) I don't know. I'm a mess. Uh. Okay, so Dylan Price says, Is there anything that you would change about Gaim besides Michi's creepiness thus far? I wouldn't change Michi's creepiness because it's beautiful. Yeah, like, I love his the, like, yeah, the I, nature of his character. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like Michi. <laughs> and I, I think... I, it, I oh, sorry. say that, like, earnestly. I, I really do like Michi as a character. Yeah, because he's a, an interesting character, and, and I like the little lines that are just randomly creepy give us good material to laugh at. Like, it's not like it's we're just all of a sudden attaching the creepiness to him, and it's like a put-on thing like Pat King's drunkenness or something. Like, it's something that's just kind of there, and it's kind of funny. It's a byproduct of his conniving. <laughs> Even the lesbian bitch notice it, you're like, you're one conniving son of a bitch. <laughs> I personally wouldn't change a thing like this is honestly one of the first times watching a writer show where there really isn't a single thing that i would want differently part of it has to do with the fact that i've watched it and i like it so i don't really want to change anything because um, usually at this point there's multiple flaws going on in which like oh if we get rid of this it'd probably be a better show but that isn't really the case with guy so <laughs> i really wouldn't change uh, anything other than more than one episode a week. <laughs> I, I have I have two things, and they're really small, and have nothing to do with how amazing Gaim is. But one was make Zangetsu a smidge more involved for how much he's advertised. Just yeah. maybe a couple more fights. And the second one is something I'll probably already mention when we talked about it, but Bravo's gots to go. Yeah. I have had it with that little bitch. That's essentially uh, my one complaint as well. <laughs> Um, um, we, like I said, I think I said it last week. We can keep the suit around, but the guy himself, he got to go. The, he, um, 
it's not that I hate Bravo or anything. It's just he is starting to wear out his welcome. I think the character has um, not. He's not grating. It's just his shtick doesn't really work when it when you see it every week. And well, I, I've, I might have mentioned it before. I don't know what's going to happen in the future past, but. What got me this week is that we already resolved the whole beat writers thing, and he's trying to stir up the same shit, and it just seemed really annoying. Like, super troll levels of annoying, uh, where he was like, oh, these beat writers suck. I'm like, you suck. Get out of here. I'm trying it, to watch. It does feel a little bit like he he should be on his way out, but they're so... <laughs> uh, they're in the middle of doing so much so much other stuff that they don't they have time don't to kill him time to to really mess with him right now <laughs> um so yeah Bra- bravo is probably the only thing i really would change is maybe just maybe tone him down a bit like i said his shtick has gotten old it's yeah i'm not really amused by the character that much um i know seems like every fucking person is but i I am. We, I'm not. I, I, we're I one of the few like groups of people that um, just don't particularly like him. Uh, and I liked his character at the beginning because I like what he represented. It, when uh, they were just the beat writers thing and the mystery was just wrapping up, he was a good yeah. wild card. Yeah, because he had a militant background. He wasn't associated with uh, Drassily. wasn't associated with the beat writers. He was kind of like a middle party that was just there to fuck shit up. And now that the sides are kind of being merged into one, he just doesn't really have a purpose. And, I mean, as of things could change, obviously, but as of right now, neither does Greedon. And they're just kind of there yeah, being I was obnoxious. Just going to say, that's one of the things I would change is Greedon, because for whatever reason, I really like that suit. And we have this annoying character in there that I don't even like at all. Um,. And I would just like to see something better done with the suit. Um, maybe he's going to reveal. Maybe all of a sudden he like works for the FBI or something, and he's been undercover this whole time. <laughs> but something's got to be done with him. Like, part, also partly the same reason as Zang gets to was they were both so heavily promoted at the beginning, and now it's very confusing because <laughs> like Zang gets to doesn't want to come into work. Greedon's just annoying when he's around, if ever. <sighs> uh, I don't. I don't necessarily find the character annoying i do wish he had more involvement like zengetsu but um as as for bravo yeah i didn't really have as much of a problem with him at at the beginning it's just when you have a character that that that's that over the top those kind of characters really don't last that long Mm. and that's that's part of the reason why he feels like he's outstayed his welcome uh, in addition to the fact that he he doesn't really have much of a stake in what's going on and you know he is one of those over the top characters and he doesn't seem to fit in with everybody else in the fact that he's not as uh, lack of a better word complex like he doesn't have any real uh, motivations that are changing about based on what's changing around him and I'm not really interested in seeing how everything's affecting him whereas everyone else almost has a different motivation and you have someone like DJ who is kind of an over the top character and he even, he's got some damn interesting shit going on 
it's a shame because he really should be like he we know that he has that military background he really should be more interesting in, like yeah invested in everything else but he just kind of isn't <laughs> he's just kind of dicking around with the with the beat yeah. writer stuff still I I just lo- love the idea of like them not being out because they don't have time to kill him because they're so busy. Like God, I really wish we could just fit in your final episode. But we're just so busy, so many reveals. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> now, now that we did our gang discussion in the middle of the Twitter well, questions, well, it was just Bravo. Um, <laughs> I wasn't even going to bring him up this week, <laughs> <laughs> or did we? Um, our last question is from powerman293 and he says I had my best friend watch the first episode of Kamen Rider Gaim as his introduction to Rider he said it sucked and was a waste of time I'm no longer friends with him my question is has a disagreement over Toku ever ruined a relationship for you no Um, No? I disagree with plenty of people over Toku (laughs) yeah um I mean we despite being a hive mind for the most part, do have disagreements on opinions every now and then. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, there's a bunch of people that I completely respect on Twitter sometimes that um, <laughs> have heavily different... different yeah. Mm, words. <laughs> <laughs> Differing opinions on um, Toku, and, I mean, I still respect them. I think they're dead wrong and should jumping a fire but I respect <laughs> I respect you and we'll continue to as you burn I'm not sure that's respect but okay <laughs> that's, that's Brian's version respect of in my world you earn that shit you earn the ability to not burn no um no but really I mean I, I I get vocal about opinions sometimes but I if someone disagrees with me i i don't like i'm not gonna physically assault them or anything like that I, i'm gonna I, I might like go yeah i think you're wrong but i mean there's nothing you can do about it that's their opinion i think i think the key is to having some some amount of civility like okay so when you listen to the podcast and we talk about things we really don't like or and stuff like that that's like all of our concentrated negativity towards that particular, you know, whatever uh, that's being displayed on the podcast. I feel when I feel like if I were to actually meet someone in real life who liked Forze or was a really big fan of Decade, and they were civil and okay about the fact that we disagreed, I. I wouldn't hate them. Uh, I know people uh, in the fandom who like those two shows when I don't, and I don't have a problem with it because, you know, they're not assholes to me. I'm not assholes to them. So, yeah, I mean, it's just be civil. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to, like, be in a tiff just because you (laughs) disagree with someone. I mean, most most of my friends that I've made really like, you know, Kiva and Goanger and stuff like that. And I, 
That was an exact example of me and Brian. <laughs> I I don't like those shows at all. So, yeah. <laughs> but I don't like. I don't harass them. <laughs> I did like, get that one letter written in blood that one time that said you better not like <laughs> Kiva anymore. And you thought the blood was appropriate because of the Kiva thing. But that was just, you know, a road bump. <laughs> uh, I want to try writing a letter in blood sometime. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> not my blood. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> It's not a lava lamp. That's my mom. Oh, snap. Well, I wonder, Wait, what? I wonder how far and how like long of a letter you could get before you start to feel woozy. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Uh, like, oh, I'll have to test that out. How many blood bags does it take? Righto. I like how all of our questions in with a brief moment of silence and Brian moving it on. <laughs> Someone's gotta. Uh, so yeah, like I said, that's our last question. So uh, now we move along to Final Thingies MP3. Final Thingies! Yep, the MP3's back. Someone else is. Uh, <laughs> it was a short-lived. Um, so... What do we have to say for ourselves? Not a whole lot. I uh, hope you enjoyed the, the thingy, because that will be out by the time that this goes up. Will it, though? Will it? Yes, it will. Okay. I'll just check in. Just saying. So, um, there's that, so enjoy the, the, the riffing, and our actual first episode will exist when we figure out what we're doing. Constantine for the win.